1: Yeah. expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping. Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning. Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog. Welcome, oh, baby, to yo. the Wolf and Al podcast. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be doing more unplanned improv, but it's not as good as we think it is. Wolf and <laughs> Our so
0: podcast. You know, because we are recording the, the visuals of this. Yeah. I I can't say you have to look to see if I've got a bo- bat in a cave. If I've got a bogey, in I know. Mm. You you ever have that?
1: Yeah, I do have it, Tom. I had it on one of our very first Instagram lives. Uh, as, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big well, it, was really it was really horrible because it was <laughs> really horrible because we were doing the, it. We were doing the live, and then you sort of went, and then I, I think I think maybe a mate of mine was watching and like messaged me again. You've got a bogey, you know. <laughs> And then you were like, I think it was like message on the bottom and you were like, oh, oh, oh. I've ordered my mate. Somebody's saying you got a bogey in your nose. And then because the first- Oh, fucking I, hell. Because I could see my face in the thing. I fucking checked on the phone. So I've literally just gone to examine it on the live. Horrendous. My nose I've
0: noticed is like, that. Like everyone's you get to an age, it's getting hairier. And I noticed like this, mm. I reckon at least three times a day, I have like an unwanted visitor in my nose. Really? Yeah. Do you trim your nose hairs? Uh, you know what I was getting done before, right? Um, mm. Is I was having the thing when they they put the the wax in yeah, your I've nose. Yeah, I've done that.
1: They, they get they get the the buds or whatever. They put yeah. the wax. But that actually destroys your out.
0: sense of smelling. Is that true? Yeah. You
1: need a certain amount of hairs in your nose. Like that's like. I don't think that's. I don't think you need hair in your nose to smell because I had all of my hair removed and I could smell fine. Really? I think what you're talking about, Tom, is COVID nineteen. <laughs>
0: no, no, the yeah. other thing, right? is yeah there's a reason for the hair being there right what you yeah you have to it's to stop your... like it's to stop shit getting into your system yeah right? exactly that's what everything right. like when we were designed as human beings right everything was thought of and we've started do you, be- do you believe in god does that mean no no i'm not saying i believe in god whoever someone's designed us, someone's gone to okay. meticulous so if you don't effort. think it's god who do you think it is i don't know just probably if it wasn't god maybe clever dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to think now. Out of all dinosaurs, who's got the best, best dexterity to to? Clever girl. <laughs> yeah, like a T-Rex would be able to. Like, none of yeah, them had I like mean, sort of the hands really, did they? Apart from T-Rex. Fu-
1: what is it? I, I fuck I, like I still to this day love dinosaurs. Like, I, I don't yeah. think. They can bring out a Jurassic Park film, that I will not be I that I will not go to the cinema to watch, man. Like, like, I don't know how shit they'd have to make it for me to not like it. I, I, love, I it.
0: love the thought of it. Well, not that I, it scares the shit out of me if I think about them coming back. Which,
1: but it's not. Yeah. It, when you say scares the shit out of you, <laughs> what you mean is you wouldn't want it to happen. It you're not. No, you're not but, sitting there terrified. You don't. You, you, please tell me you don't. On occasion, just like shudder at the thought of them coming. You're not no, scared. Now,
0: now and again I'll be walking down the street or I'll be doing something, and I think, fucking hell mate, if dinosaurs came back, we I'd be fucked right in this situation. Mm. Well in most situations.
1: Yeah. Uh, tell me a situation where you wouldn't be fucked if dinosaurs were back.
0: Uh I think if you lived on the top of a actually you know so if you lived on a big hill, but then the flying ones would you get would get you. Yeah. Mm. Um yeah, I mean that's the trouble with dinosaurs, they've got all ends
1: covered. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Except for meteorites. Yeah. 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 Famously. Um, I didn't realise how scary those the flying ones were until I watched that bloody film with the aviary, whichever one that was, number three.
0: Yeah, I think the flying ones are almost... And they've got, like, small dinosaur syndrome. So they've got a lot more anger. Yeah, they have,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: How well do you know these films, by the way? Uh, I know relatively well. I watched the first first few. I like Chris Pratt in anything. I think Chris Mm, Pratt's like an exceptional human being. He's Chris Pratt. Is the sort of person I'd just like to just put my arm around and wait, mate, you're fucking all right, geezer here. Why would you like to do that? I just don't know, because it just feels like he's a decent bloke.
1: Yeah, but why do you have to invade his personal space? You can just tell him, or you can all message right, well, him, send
0: him an email or whatever. I, will, I could message him now and say that on Instagram, that's Yeah, it. exactly, yeah. It's not, it's
1: not an impossible dream, is it? I don't know why you have to have your arm around him. <laughs> In fact, I would say I I would say there's an argument, in in all truth, because Chris Pratt seems like a really nice part. I fucking love Guardians of the Galaxy, Parks and Rec, all of that. Jurassic Park, I think he's great. I think he's actually so he'd be a good president. (sighs) He would though. This is part of the problem with society, do you know that? Is things like that. Is that people who think you know who like celebrities think they'd be good at something else that's far beyond their fucking remake be honest like, you Be honest.
0: Like? who could be doing a worse job than the people doing it right now
1: who could be doing the worse job
0: than yeah, joe bide I, I, you know what, what if josie gibson look, look, i've just been look, watching josie gibson on GMTV. Yeah. right if josie right. gibson said i'm running for parliament i'd go fucking hell you might as well
1: yeah and that's good exactly up. why people are so fucking that is so dumb what you just said that, like i love you but it's one of the dumbest... Because somebody says yeah. something like... You know what happens? You know what the problem is? Is people watch somebody on TV. they see a celebrity and they go, do you know what? Actually, what I think we need to do, maybe focus on feeding children. And then people go, get on Twitter. People like you get on there and go, do you know what? Finally, I'd love to see someone with that kind of common sense thinking actually running the country. Maybe things would be a bit better. Let me just say what something. Are to- right, what so- are you talking about? Imagine what Josie Gibson's first day looks like on the job of fucking running the country. How well, do you, no, think, you know what? Do you what? Think I genuinely
0: think, number one, she'd be absolutely delighted to be there. I've just watched her. She's, she's yeah, plugging for Holly. Like, she's still filling in for Holly on this morning. Never have I been so happy to see her. You're like, oh, you know what? She's really going to enjoy today. She'll tell everyone yeah. that she meets about it. Yeah, right. sure,
1: sure. Do you know what? I thought she really handled the link to the cooking item well enough that I think she should run the economy.
0: <laughs> right. Listen to me, right? I'm not saying definitely Josie Gibson, God. right? I'm not saying definitely Josie Gibson. My point is this. A handful of weeks, if I throw back long enough, I visited the Oxford uh, Debate Union, right? Uh, as a part of League of the Own, right? So we're there with all of... Someone turned around and said, the next Prime Minister could be in this room, right? I looked around, and I'm going to say you now, I didn't feel a lot of hope in my soul. I looked around the room Why? and thought, oh, great. Why? Just because I looked around and just thought... What you need is, I tell you who, I tell you who you need, mate. I will tell you who you need, right? Is someone like, is, remember Tony Ben? Yeah, that's someone we need to run this country at the moment. Yeah. He
1: was incredible, okay. Tony, Tony Ben. Team. Tony Ben, I will accept as a suggestion, right? Right. Okay, because there's some sort well, of level I
0: realise there's a long, big space between Tony Ben and Josie Gibson, right? And I can tell you now,
1: <laughs> I reckon there's seven or eight
0: people that fit in between that space, <laughs> right. right. I'm not saying that Josie Gibson is the way, right? I'm just saying right. this. you did say that.
1: You did say that. You did right. sort okay. of that. Suggest- all I'm saying that, is
0: Josie Gibson, right, and Chris Pratt, and people who have a positive attitude and get on with stuff, right, and through all kinds of like you know hurdles within their life. Just for... what I'm telling you is this: the person I would like to run this country is someone who's lived a bit. Someone who's been out sure. there to graft okay. it. Okay. And then, okay. Someone who doesn't come from a place where everything's always been okay. I understand that. Who's had to yeah, eat I, I, a little bit of shit with a wooden spoon? That's what yeah, I'm
1: saying. I get, well, and that is you probably. Describe, actually,
0: you know what? If you were going to run for um, like town council, and then like, work your way up the shitty. So pole, Josie
1: Gibson runs a country, and I go for town council.
0: I? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. No, I'm saying if you
1: were to say to me, well, if you, were no, to call, you're, you let me tell you what just happened there. Your eyes lit up. And you're about to like tell me that you're about to say that I could run something. I mean you thought, Oh hold on a it. Let me just bring this down a peg or two, because I let me think about let me just scale this down based on the level of respect I actually have for this man. And you said I can beat town council. Right. No, no, just get this scenario. And, and, that's, and, and, and by the way, that's not even a fucking a massive leap, by the way. <laughs> that, that's not a huge accolade. That I could be a member of Crawley Town Council. <laughs> yeah. We do not would... just respect the Crawley Council, they do a great job. But the point I'm trying to make is don't make it sound like that's the same as me becoming the new fucking Iron Man. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? No, right. Listen, right. Listen to me. The, let's play the scenario out,
0: right? right? Okay. I'm sitting in bed. It's Sunday morning. I've got the papers in front of me. I'm probably shaking my head going,
1: huh. Do you read the Sunday papers?
0: Yeah, yeah. I like a little chill. You
1: get a physical newspaper
0: still? Yeah, I love it. It's one of my favourite things.
1: Okay. I, like I, I actually I actually like that. I said it quite accusatively. I, I like a panachopola. I, like
0: I like a panachopola.
1: And where does that come from?
0: Uh, usually we get
1: uh, one of those little bags, the frozen ones, so I'd, I cook it. Oh, and then heat it up in the morning? Yeah. 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 Oh, good. mate. Do you know uh, what? Can I tell you something, uh, Tom? You know how to live life, mate. I like that about you. And They're then incredible. I'll have a
0: coffee. Me and Catherine yeah. will sit there. We'll look, you know, read the read the, the magazines, read the papers. Do you do that
1: thing where, like, you'll see a story that's interesting. You go, that's a funny one, isn't it? That about yeah, yeah, no, I'll look around and go, hmm, look at this. I mean, I read the
0: sports papers first and then I'll work my way from the back to the front. Look, so I'm laying in bed, right? My phone rings, right? I pick up the phone. Out of breath, you're on the other (laughs) other end of the phone. You're like, Tom, Tom. And I'm like, who's this? Yeah, it's me, bloody rubbish. And I'm like, oh, I really should save your number, right? And you're like, I've had a revelation. I'm going to run for town council. There's no way in a million earth turns, right, that I would not, fuck it, I would go... Why, make, can
1: you not say, why can you not say, why can't you just say years?
0: I don't know, I wouldn't have it more spectacular. Right. right. And an
1: earth turn is a day, by the way. <laughs> so what you just said is there's no way in a million days. Right,
0: okay. Right, I on. actually generally thought it was a year. But anyway, right. I would turn around and go, you know what, mate? You fucking got this. And I think you could probably run for local council, like, of Surrey. And then work your way up. And I will help you. What do you, you
1: mean? What do you mean, work my way up? I'm asking <laughs> if I can be Crawley Council.
0: No, you'd be Crawley Council. You'd be so good at it. I bet that the people in the Surrey squad would come up and go, hey, yeah, wait. And you, they'd you, go,
1: they'd go, Romesh, you're doing well in Crawley, which is in West Sussex. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> right. They didn't come to you, right? Right. And
1: probably... I'm being headhunted by another county. Is that what's
0: going on? <laughs> yeah, they'll come to you and go, look. We think you've got county written all over you. You could you could run a county easily, like and go, and, and still yeah. be able to do all your other numerous activities. Right? You are then like you call me again. You're like, mate, I'm moving up to the county leagues now. I can't fucking believe it, mate. And I'm like,
1: I can because you're bloody brilliant. My voice is, by the way, that my voice is getting worse now. <laughs> No. there's a level there, no there's a level of shitty impression that i've just accepted over these last few weeks and i've had to sort of accept by the way not down to me it's not what i want but it turns out that your impression of me is quite popular amongst the nest of pricks that listen to this podcast right, no, right. so i've had to accept it and now what you're doing is you're fucking ratcheting it up no 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 no
0: no no because this is your political voice right this is your yeah you because know, now you're in politics, you've had to you, you can't speak like that all the time. you've had to refine your voice a little bit, right
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah got, so right. you're like
0: I've been called up by a cat. I would then probably go look if you're gonna move into the county leagues, I'll come in with you on this, I'll become your like vice, you know vice county chairman, whatever, like vice like leader, whatever.
1: Let's just, let's, shall we do, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, Go
0: on. yeah, so, and then as we work our way up together, I think I'd have that common touch. You'd obviously be good at all of the accountancy and all that sort of stuff and, like, because oh, you're God. good at maths. No, and also, you, yeah. but you're popular, you've been through the mill yourself. It's not like you've never had your pants pulled down and you've, like, been wedgied in your life. You've had some fucking tough times. And I think the people would identify with you. I genuinely think, like, we could—you could run for election. I'd say that you wouldn't be one of those idiots who do it, and everyone laughs at behind their back. I think you—you make a good account of yourself as prime minister, like running alongside people. prime minister. Yeah, I think, but slowly. Let's build up to it. Let's not run
1: before we can walk. Do you, th- do, you right? do? you see yourself? Do you think when you finish comedy in like a year or two, you'll move <laughs> on to? Like... A year or two. Like yeah. Do you think you was, you'd, 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 would you ever have that as an aspiration?
0: You know what I'd like to do is, um, what are they called the, um, uh, you know, like uh, Alistair Campbell. Oh,
1: like the spin doctors or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, what I was the number one. I think that's whatever.
0: the coolest sounded job in the world, a spin doctor, right? I don't think that's the official title. That's yeah, actually quite an That's what so, you isn't? call yourself. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually genuinely think, actually, that's probably a sort of good, because you know what? But essentially, you're just a hype man, mm. right? Yeah. You, you've got, an, I'd actually, I think I'd probably get a lot of, fulfillment for that as a job
1: yeah but the problem is you've got no uh you've got no control over the actual policy so if i if you if you were working for me as my spin doctor yeah and then i said to you i've got this thing tom where i sort of uh i i, I want to stop white working class males going to school anymore i just think it's a waste of time you know yeah. we need we need more of them what that's would you do that's one
0: i'd turn around and go guys uh to all the white working class men out there don't bother going to school i didn't look at me i've done all right for myself Like, literally just go and get jobs and just hope for the best.
1: This is why you'd be so dangerous in a position like this. (laughs) I find it a bit weird. You know when people get on social media and celebrities get on social media and go, "Uh, to all of you that didn't get the GCSEs and A-levels you want, um, I didn't even look where I am. And you go, yeah, you work in television. Know what, yeah. what the, what's the probabilities of that happening for for everyone that's reading this message? I mean, it's like
0: I I'd never do that because genuinely I think that my life would have been a lot easier for for the majority of my life. However old I end up being, a large portion of my life was literally doing sh- the shittest jobs, like cleaning tube trains. Okay, working, all right, but hold on. Let working,
1: me let me ask done. you let me ask you a question because yeah. I know. Well, as we all know, you've talked about it on the podcast. You had a tough, you had a tough upbringing, or well, you didn't have a tough upbringing in terms of your parents were great or whatever. But like, what I mean is, you come from a, a, a tough yeah. background, right? And then you've done all sorts of shitty jobs or whatever, right? then we, you know, you've worked your way up into doing what you've done now, and I'm, and I'm very proud of what you've done, even though it's you know nothing to do with me. But my question to you is this: Do you think your background actually has given you an advantage? Because like, if you if you'd if you've got loads of great qualifications right, yeah. and you've got yourself into a position where you're going on a normal trajectory, isn't there an argument then you wouldn't have been as pushed to go into comedy or do what you've oh, done? No, like, there's think... a, there's a level of desperation that puts a fire under you, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? To do something. But then like, there's different... Do you not think there's something about that that's motivational?
0: But then there's different people who have those different, like the qualities that sort of like, I suppose never succeeded and never winning a different, different things are going to be born from that I, I I, if you know you you mentioned my parents there and i think like one of the biggest things for me in a sense is having parents who who'd always sort of support you know and, and sort of not always believe in me but support me and and you know sort of push me towards doing something sort of a little bit different or whatever i i think as well the fact i think it's, it's too easy now for so many people to give up and I, I don't know, and, and just sort of throwing the chips sort of quite early, and I think actually life experience, and that's what I was getting at with with Josie Gibson or yourself as Prime Minister. I think like life experience is important. I think when you're running, like a sense of empathy can only come from a sense of experience. Sure. So I think when you're like leading a country, especially in the, in a time that we're in at the moment, and like yeah, you know, I look across yeah you know, the whole of the yeah you know, sort of landscape now politically and think, is there anyone there who's going to get what the majority of this country need who, who you know for one reason or another is there anyone who's going to sort of like reach in and go like well, this is what I think you know this yeah. maybe Andy Burnham you know but I, I look across the sort of yeah the landscape and that's what I find quite scary I think that there's a sense that there's not enough not enough people who have been through, you've been through, or I've been through but you know to climb somewhere and that's why sure. I, I would vote for and,
1: Yeah, and that is that is uh, except for the Romesh bit. That is a valid. You've made a valid series of arguments that if somebody is going to run this country and run it with the interest of the majority of people in mind, you'd like them to have gone through some of the things that most people have gone through. But that is very different from going. Do you know who talks sense, Oli Mers? I think he should.
0: Let me just throw this one in there then. Okay. There's a guy called John who runs my lo- local, like he runs my local supermarket, right? John is he runs inc- your local supermarket. Yeah, John is an incredible man manager, right? How do you know? Well, because I see how happy his pe- people who work for him are. I notice that people, if they're putting up the salads or they're working on the tills, even the guy like pushing the trolleys, everyone's happy because in John's world, everyone's important, right? So how do you know this? How
1: do you know this? Because I chat to them all. How often? How often do you go to the supermarket?
0: Well, I mean. Before lockdown, I was going probably twice, three times a week. Now I'll probably go mm-hmm. once, twice a week. And I chat to everyone okay. there. Chat to Lynn, John. You know, I have a conversation. Do you chat to the people in your supermarket?
1: No. Really? How often do you go? I don't go very often because you normally do it online. But when I do go in, I don't really talk to anybody now. Uh-huh. I say like the security guy at the front. Yeah, I mean, I always do as well. I mean, but the, yeah. but you don't really, I, 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 don't know what, I don't know what supermarket you're shopping in, but I don't really, I don't see staff in like a, I'm going to be able to chat to them. Mate. You sort of occasionally see them knocking about, like wandering around doing shell stuff, and they kind of look busy. Well, no, so I'll, I I'll
0: like... turn around and go, Oh, excuse me, have you got any, uh, like, cannelloni beans in? And they'll go, Oh, cannelloni beans? <laughs> right. so, uh,
1: and so you don't, is that because you actually need cannellini beans, or is that because you're using that as an icebreaker?
0: Well, sometimes it's like, I, I will think of, like, you know, and then I'll say, How's life treating you? Oh, you've been, I've right. seen you a couple of times in
1: here. I like a conversation. I think I've seen important. you a couple of times in it. Yeah, yeah. I work here. Did the uniform give it away at all? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Wait, right. So if you're starting a conversation with someone, right. Say for example, you walk in and you walk in and you're bowling about, and then you can't. find... Even even even
1: as you describe my physical actions, your
0: voice has gone all
1: fucking nasally. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: And you can't find something you're looking for. Like Lisa's yeah. written on a note, and she's like, I don't know. Get some baby gem, little gem lettuce, right? And then yeah. you turn around and say, uh, oh, bloody hell, mate, any joy, any joy showing me where the uh, baby gem lettuce is? And the bloke's like, oh, uh, yeah, of course, follow me. You, it's four aisles away, right? You've sort of like sailed into, I don't know, like in, like salt and pepper and stuff, whatever, and herbs, right? You're miles away from the little gem, right, baby gem. He, yeah. you, your, how
1: do you feel about how long it took you to find the word salt and pepper, by the way? <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, he basically you walk behind him, which I always think's like a weird act if you just follow him, right? You should
1: walk but side by side. So he's showing you where the thing is. Yeah, right?
0: and then yeah, yeah, but then you should walk side by side and start go turn around and go, So Lloyd, yeah, how long have you worked here? Or oh Lloyd, you yeah. And you've read
1: that you've just read that off his name badge, a
0: bit. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 sure. yeah. I don't okay. know exactly. So you go, yeah, you go, yeah, Lloyd. Yeah. And then what do you say? Well, how long have you worked here? Or do you enjoy working here? Or like, oh could, yeah, do it Many people find it hard to find the lettuces, or okay.
1: And what and what are you getting from that? Nothing.
0: I just think it's nice to talk to people. Yeah. Would yeah. you you not the, do you not get a sense of like yeah? You know, and he'll go. Oh, I've worked here for six months. I love it here. And he'll go. Well, yeah. Thanks for that, mate. Oh, here's the, and he'll go. Here's the lettuce, and you go. Thanks. And he'll probably say so. Like, oh, if you need any more help, you know where I am. And you'll go. I'll find you. And then straight away, sign. Like, next time. Uh, you'll, you'll walk past him and go, ha, huh, wanted to worry about the little gem. I know where that is. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> In a callback.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's how friendships are made.
1: I don't... Can I be honest with you? I don't know how I feel about what you just said. What? Because part of me thinks that's really nice, what you've talked about. Do you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and, and having a chat with somebody is the right thing to do. Like, Do you remember ages ago when we were on, the, when we were on here, we were talking about... Um, we're talking about being in a pub and I used to talk about you'd be on there on your own and you just sort of strike up a conversation with someone and then I rinsed you for it. Yeah. And we got a few emails after that from people going that I was being like a Southern, like classic Southern antisocial prick, right? And I did, and and, and I did, I do agree with that. I actually concede that point. That was what my attitude, where my attitude was coming from. The thing that I think about what you just said is you're making the assumption that that person wants to chat on you. Do, Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like like is it okay? just to hypothesize this. Yeah. That person's had a shit day. Yeah. Right. Okay. They're they're not happy. Yeah. They've had to come in, they've got a load of shit going on at home. They're having to get to do this shift to just fucking make ends meet. It's, everything's a struggle, right? They're not getting paid as much as they'd like to be getting paid for what is a fucking hard job. Right. Yeah. And they're doing it. And then somebody says, can, can you tell me where the what is it baby gem lettuce yeah, little, is, right? Baby and they gem, think, well, I'm gem, in the fucking the same lettuce, but yeah, yeah. whatever, yeah, little I'm in the fucking herbile, not in the gross like the fruit and veg bit. And he's asking this question. You've already got that. And then you walk around and you think, I've got to get on with this. I've got to finish this job quick, because then I'm gonna move on to the next thing. I've got a list of like nine, ten things I've got to do on this shift. It's a nightmare. And as you walk around, you sort of think, I'm just gonna quickly run over and show him where the, the this lettuce is. And then you sort of and then you notice the person you're with walking slightly slower. No,
0: down I would, down. At the same, if, if he it, was to oh, run, no. I'd
1: run jog alongside yeah. him. Right, so, so you're moving faster, you go, do you know what, I haven't got the energy to chat to anybody, I just want to show them where the letters are. And you go, so, uh, how long exactly have you been working here? It's a funny old place, isn't it? Sort of, fruit and veg, all sort of disorganised. If, if I was in charge of this, I'd probably, I'd probably put a fruit and veg in alphabetical order, because then you go, well, you know, what am I looking for? I'm looking for carrots, asparagus, baby gem, carrot. Found it. It just makes, you know, the location and the isolation of what fruit and veg specifically you're looking for, for whatever, whether that might be a salad. Or can you're I jump in on this restaurant. just quickly, actually?
0: And I have yeah. told, said this to a couple of people who run supermarkets. I, for the life of me, I don't know why they have fruit and veg at the start of a supermarket. If someone can ask me that, because it's usually the softest and it's usually, you know, sort of substance you're putting in your trolley should be at the end. It's completely dizzy why it's at the beginning.
1: Do you mean in terms of crushing stuff under the- Yeah,
0: because lettuce, broccoli. Well, most
1: people aren't buying uh, like a ton of goods.
0: You know what I mean, it's not an issue. <laughs> no, no, but I'm just. <laughs> you've got to be like, even if you've just got a basket, right? And you fill the basket up. Yeah. You can have a few heavy tins maybe on, on your uh, spinach. Sure. Like, if, if you can tell me a and it also it's kept cold, like, why you'd have lettuce and, and those perishables at the start. I've said that a couple of times people. Anyway,
1: carry on. I digress. The point I'm trying to make is there is an argument. Yeah. Okay. First of all, let me just let me just deal with what you've just said. All right. You might have a point. bro. I, I do think you might have a point about this fruit and vegetable being at the beginning of the shop. But you know, you organize your trolley, don't you? I mean, what are you doing? You're just chucking stuff but in. Then like I've a fucking got to do half the work of you know, If it's at the end, it'll. Dude, let me tell you something. Supermarkets are a fucking con anyway. We are doing all the work. Yeah. Like, like you, you walk in, you get all the shit yourself. You put it in the bags yourself. Now they kind of been fucking asked to check it out for you, so you have got to go to self-service. <laughs> Mate, I mean, what is it that they are doing? Do you mean just walking to a fucking warehouse? You know what? I mean, you... the idea that there, there's any customer service involved
0: in a supermarket. Whoa, 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 whoa! Well, I think the people who work in supermarkets, when you chat to them, you'll find some of the best customer service people in the land. <laughs> okay. I think okay. if you right, if you go to any city, right, or any town, or a little village. Head straight to the co-op, head straight to Tesco's, Sainsbury's, wherever you're gonna go, right? Head straight there and just immerse yourself in the local that that's where you're gonna feel that's where you're gonna see the local how the world
1: works. No, you're absolutely place. right. Rather rather than a local independent shop, go into your chain. That's you're <laughs> absolutely right. Well great advice. <laughs> go to a rather than going to an individual sort of uh, family owned shop, go into a Tesco's that's probably caused a lot of those shops to have to shut well, down. You know, you've got get an really argument for that, buddy. have got an argument
0: for that, my friend, right? If you're not local to that place, you go to a local store, like a local butcher's or a local greengrocer's, they're not going to give you the time of day. And I've talked to local guys, and you know why? You're not, a, You're not. they need concurrent customers. They need people that are going to come in day after day, right? You're not that person. So you'll go in and you'll go, Hi, mate. Yeah,
1: I'm Ramesh. I'm here for the day. And I'll go, Lovely, mate. Were you in the butcher's? Well, first of all, uh, the idea that I walk into a shop and announce my name and say I'm here for the day, like, (laughs) 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 oh, god. Did you ever work in a supermarket? Because I did. No, 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 no. I didn't. I did trolleys at Horsham Sainsbury's for about two years. When I was two years? Wow, to. man, were you good? Yeah, part time. Were you good at it? Or? At trolleys? Yeah, I was all right. Yeah, I mean, it, ha- yeah, I was okay. I used to like.
0: Yeah, you
1: used to have a trolley. used to have a trolley strap that you yeah. strap the trolleys together with, and then I'd take two trolley straps, one in each, like one in each pocket, and then I'd go and do twenty at a time. Whoa! Like how I operate. That's
0: the sort of when I see someone like you as a trolley guy. That's where I'm like, fucking, that guy's owning whatever he's
1: doing. That's where I really respect people. Yeah, I had 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 quite a few awkward situations. I didn't really like. I I didn't feel like Horsham really liked me. I mean, I I, I don't know how comfortable I felt. I remember were you shouting from the rooftops then that you were from Crawley or no. I was just like... I, I, used to, I used to put... Basically, what I used to do is I used to wear one of the big Sainsbury's coats. Yeah. And I always wouldn't listen to music. So I'd have earbuds in and I'd put the hood up over the top, right? right? And then I'd just go and do the trolleys and just listen to music. But the problem was is that I couldn't hear any traffic or whatever. Oh, so you and so, guy, like... Yeah. Well, I, I I remember once I was pulling some trolleys out and then I tripped over backwards and fucking rolled, like, backwards and I rolled across the bonnet of somebody's car. Oh, shit. Can you imagine if you're driving <laughs> through... Saves for his car park. And then this fucking trolley guy just comes rolling across your bonnet. Literally, serious, like this you
0: guy know. hates his job so much he's just throwing himself yeah. in front of cars.
1: Yeah. Throwing himself in front of a car going four miles an hour. That's how desperate this guy is to try and bring it into. I mean, once another time, they um they uh it was rape right, pissing it down with rain. And like you come in and you get t- you know, you get your ticket out of the thing for the car park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made me for the entirety of the shift stand at the barrier and take the ticket from the machine and pass it into the passenger and the, the, the customer in the car so they didn't get their fucking arm wet. What? Like, 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 what, what would you feel about that But If you pull up, if, if that was me, I, thought, I remember thinking to myself, if that was me and I saw somebody having to do that, I would go and say to the supermarket, what the fuck have you got that guy doing that? yeah. yeah. Like, it's one of the most degrading things. That is pretty sad that you had
0: to go through that. Mental. That's probably why I think that at times, you know, when you you get like little angry, Ron will sort of rise himself up for your your tummy, and that's probably I think things like that. But also comes back to what we're talking about about you running for prime minister. You know what it's like to have done a job like that, and now what? you're one of the and, I'd and say what, you're what in. I I, look, what, what? let me just quickly say this, and I, I say this on oath, right? I think you'd be in the top hundred
1: most respected people in this country genuinely who would you would okay you, you, you haven't looked at my you haven't looked at any of my social media have what you? mate the idea that i'm even one of the top hundred most respected people in the town that i live in is <laughs> fucking insane <laughs> no but listen
0: to me right? when you're going to be prime minister they're going to come for you mate and you're going to be ready for that because
1: you L- have let me tell you a little let me tell you a little story right gary delaney yeah you know gary delaney i love gary great delaney. comic brilliant one of my fucking one of my favorites great Joe shout out to gary delaney yeah Good somebody time. I know told me they went to see Gary Delaney in Crawley. Yeah. Uh, Gary Delaney's doing a bit of crowd work. And he said, what's the worst thing about Crawley? And somebody said, "Romish Ranganathan. Yeah. So I got, I, got, I got heckled at another
0: comedian's show. <laughs> Can I just say something, right? right? That was someone trying to be funny. I know people from Crawley and they are proud, proud from their very souls that you are a part
1: of the fabric of that town. That's very kind of you to say, but I think it's quite a device. I'm, I'm not just, this is not me. By the way, I'm slightly nervous that I sound like I'm being faux humble here. I'm not. I'm telling you honestly. Like, you know, like when I was like putting the tour together and like, you, you came and like did warm up yeah, for me yeah. when, we, when I was trying to warm up this tour, right? So I'd go, I'd go to the Hoff, local theatre, go and run new material and stuff like that. Whenever the Horse put an announcement up that I've got a show coming up at the Hoff, half of it is like, I, need, I want to get tickets, I want to get tickets. The other half is, fucking hell. Is this prick not stop doing it yet? One of the most one of the most things I'm ashamed about about this town is that this geezer comes from. Like honestly, mate, it's mad. Are you joking? So, like, people don't people don't like people from their hometown. I, I, well, I'm not. I don't. I, this is not a generalized observation. I'm talking about me in particular. It's divisive. Half the people are like really supportive and great. The other half, like, it's mad.
0: But look, also look. Can I just say, mate? Success is a many-sided coin, right? Like a fifty p. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right? <laughs> you prick. Right? You're going to ha- always run the riot, right, right? Mm. The the truth of the matter is, I think, when it comes to, for you, right? Have you inspired? Yes. Do you carry a level of decency on which the cloth and which you spread is very... Okay, why? 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 <laughs> is affluent, right? Yes.
1: The cloth on which you spread is affluent?
0: Right? <laughs> right. I don't even think you know what you fucking mean at this point. Right? Can you walk walk alongside the common man, right, and not lose their? Co- uh, what is it? Walk alongside the common man, and you know, just be yourself. A walk alongside a king, which you have done, a pres- potential king, and not lose your common touch. Yes, vote Romesh. That no, I okay. could work on the wording of that obviously because absolutely it... yeah, <laughs> you'd you'd
1: want to make it sort of understandable by to most humans to speak English, <laughs> you? that would be my if i was giving you any feedback sort of tips Right, do you want to do some emails, my G? Yeah, boy. Can I give a... a... Oh, actually,
0: can I just say something quickly? Uh, I'd love you to. I'd absolutely uh, love you I went to the cinema this week. What did you watch? James Bond. Have you seen it? New one? I've not seen it, no. No, no. Um,
1: I am... It will still be on, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you going to go and watch it what this mean? week? Because then we can chat about it.
1: No, but look, have you got an observation to make about it that isn't going to spoil it? I just feel sorry
0: for James Bond. I, I just think he's just sort of quite a sad character now. And what, what, what do you mean? You know, like I mean, it's hard to tell, like without giving too many spoilers away and ruining the film for sure. people, right? Okay. I just sort of watched it thinking, has he ever really been happy? You know who he reminds me of actually yeah. James Bond, Santa Claus, like James what bon- way? fictional? Yeah, but both fictional. You say that we might have young listeners, so
1: oh shit, sorry, no, I'm joking, I'm
0: joking. Um, so I'm joking. Right, in the way that neither of them ever get anything, they just live a life that's thankless. Like, no one will ever go up to Santa Claus and go, oh, cheers, mate, thanks for, you know, all the presents and thanks for fucking doing what you do. And James Bond, in countless countless situations, has saved the planet in the realm of the universe in which he lives in, right? Never once you see him Hmm. really enjoying those moments or someone putting their arm around him and saying, nice one, James.
1: Doesn't he have, like, shit-tons of money and driving Aston Martin? Yeah, but has has that made him happy? No.
0: Watch the latest film. If you don't walk away, look at it and thinking, Christ...
1: Yeah, but just, but do you think
0: that that would be solved by
1: somebody saying thank you to him?
0: Well, yeah, I was just giving him some. Yeah, I think I think it's a, yeah, I think someone actually giving him some sort of like like a little bit of like an arm around the shoulder or yeah, him feeling wanted or needed. Yeah, you know? mm. he's just I, I actually just think you know for someone who's done a lot of cool shit, his life has actually been pretty meaningless.
1: Yeah, do you know they are just very rarely put scenes like that in in films anymore. Mate. Yeah, but I d- you know like like because. Because the truth is, is that, I don't know if you've noticed this, right, but, like, films are now designed for people with ADHD, pretty much. Yeah. You know, like, like there, there is no, there are no scenes, really, in films anymore that don't, aren't driving you to, through a story. And, you're like, if you, if you are like, if you watch films in the 80s, there, there'll be lots of bits and pieces where they just dick around, or they're like, you know, for example, like even, like, even something more recent than that, but like, even something like Pulp Fiction.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like, Quentin Tarantino has had to make it his niche thing whatever you say about Quentin Tarantino, I and I know he's a divisive bloke, but like, he has has to make it his thing that there are scenes where people talk about stuff and it doesn't drive you towards yeah, yeah, some yeah. plot point. Now, even Star Wars films, Avengers, all of those films, every single word that's spoken in those films is to drive you towards something. Do you, you know what I, mean? what I was going to no shout any... out? Yeah. On my point, in
0: what exactly you're saying, you know the end of the Star Wars where they all they all get their medals? Yeah. I'd love to have seen that with James Bond a bit more. Yeah just given some sort of like, sometimes he's just on a boat in the middle of nowhere and you're like, yeah, you know, or he just, it just feels like he's, the grind never really stops. Mm. I'd like to sort of seen him just go to see some family. He hasn't got to tell him what he does, but just has a little bit of chill time. You know, goes to a barbecue. And then
1: what would happen is, you know, it's like, you'd go, you get on this podcast and you go fucking, have you seen any bomb film? (laughs) One of the most boring pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. I grew up watching Bond blow stuff up and getting cars that can go underwater in. I don't want to see him visiting his fucking nana.
0: No one says his nanny. he could just go out and just sort of see a couple of mates and they'd go, how's life been? he said, well, I can't talk about that, you bloody plums. Get us a beer. I can't believe (laughs) you... God, the old Arsenal Arsenal are playing well at the moment aren't they? I just like the thought that you know it would be nice every now and again just to you know even if he wore an Arsenal tie or like you know he had a Chelsea watch something like that <laughs> Chelsea watch on an adult would be fucking tragic but <laughs> no but you know what he, he just had something more about him than the guy that you see mm, okay. you feels... want to know a bit
1: about his personality yeah 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 just see him, like, playing Dungeons and Dragons with a couple of mates or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, yeah. On his, on his, uh, or he's, like, he's a member on, of a motorbike club. On his play he's, he's really into FIFA. Yeah. And, like, you know, he, he, he sort of throws down a bit, and then he goes and sits down, and he starts shouting at some 12-year-old kid from Ohio, because he's beating him with Atletico.
0: You, but you know what? You'd identify with him, and we're coming back to what I'm talking about. Sure. He just feels a million sure. miles away
1: from reality. Mm. I would say that's not the only reason that James Bond's a million miles away from reality. I
0: think you could make him a little bit more real, a bit more of the man of the people.
1: Yeah, there'd be other things you tackle first rather than just popping down the pub with his mates. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you so much to the Swan who uh, has been very busy this week, but took the time out to do this. Uh,
0: new house, busy.
1: Yeah, there's lots of like little bits and pieces she's sorting out, and she's doing it without complaining at all. She's been a real. She's been a hero, actually. I would say heroine for this one. Okay, so uh, here is our first email. This is from Claire. Yo, Claire. Hi, Wolf Allen and the Swan. First, she's not here, mate. No, no. no I just always like the thought
0: it. that how do you? Whenever I do these, I imagine that there's a third screen here, and that's Claire. I imagine her in my mind that she'd be here as well. Mm. She's listening in okay. on Tender Hooks. Okay.
1: First, I want to say how much I love the podcast. Uh, It always makes my day to hear you giggling away and hear them actually care for each other, your wives and others. Okay. Uh, Thank you very much. I didn't mean to dismiss that. That That's very nice. I'm in my early 30s. I've become increasingly paranoid about my wonky teeth on video calls while working from home. I worry that people are staring at them. I love to smile, but I'm becoming increasingly conscious of how my teeth look when I do. I'm starting to think about Invisalign to straighten my teeth, but my main worry is the lifestyle changes it will need due to needing to wear the aligners for so long each day. I love being able to go out for food and drinks, although I only tend to do this on a weekend. And I don't want to stop being able to do this, especially after so long during lockdown when things have been so restricted. My dentist has suggested I'd need them for two years. It'd be a long-term commitment. You both mentioned recently you're planning on starting Invisalign. Have you started yet? Uh, How has it been? Um, Tom? Yo, Claire. Um, I am
0: going to do Invisalign. Um, uh, I need to find the right person to do the Invisalign for me because I've heard some horror stories. So that's what I'd say. Shop about for the right person. And I completely get you. My te- I hate my bottom teeth I hate them uh, but I'm, at the moment I've got to wait until I finish the job I'm on just for continuity uh, that I don't that um, like I've not started a visaline and my teeth uh, change dr- dramatically I'd say that it, of all of the different things to have done to your yourself i think invisalign. i think his teeth are such an important number one it's actually really important to get it done just for the structure of your mouth and how you talk and everything so it's really good for that um friend a friend of mine michelle's had it done it's incredible like the and she's i think she's had it for like 18 months and it's amazing the change it's made not like to her life and to her confidence so claire i'm going to say now go for it because people you know what you know who i read about this week and i didn't know this was true you know um the rock dwayne johnson mm. he had uh a mood Mood production. A mood production? Yeah. I didn't know And he's been quite open about it, 2014. You know when you said,
1: you know who I've been reading about? I should have known, because The Rock is the only person you ever read about. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Whenever you've got a nugget of information about somebody, it's normally Dwayne The Rock Johnson it is.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I thought, genuinely, my respect for Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, you know, from my head to my toes and all around my body, right? Right. Right. I didn't think I could respect or love him any more than I actually do. When I read that, I just, I had tears welled up in my eyes, even now thinking about it. I thought, you've not only had this done, you've been open about it. Yeah. You, sir, are an absolute credit to the human race. And let me shake you by the hand and just say thank you. Okay.
1: I mean, it's not as cut and dried as that, is it? I mean, there's an argument that actually, I'm just saying this, by the way. I, I don't know, because I literally just heard you say this. So I don't know what my view is on this. There is an argument that actually the better thing to do would have been to have not had the move reduction and just lived with it. And that would have been a positive message to people to sort of accept yourself for who you are.
0: Yeah, in some ways, I guess. But then the moves were painting him and he didn't, you know, they he was that why you got them reduced, they were painting him. <laughs> no, no, I don't think they were painful, like he had a bad lower back and stuff, but like right. I don't know how big they even were. I can't remember remember him right. having that that big a pair of moves. Um or like, you know, he probably disguise him under a baggy t-shirt when he was wrestling i can't remember him having big moves are You no, no no
1: but then mind you i've never watched a single wrestling match in my life so what, that's
0: probably what that is. are you joking
1: no <laughs> you never watched wrestling never ever why i just don't I, no, it's just not wow. my thing i love I've got, it no i'm not by the way i'm not one of these people that thinks that people that watch wrestling are twats so i'm not that but you know it's like, actually people, it just shocked people me. i respect and love
0: that like wrestling, it shocks me to my just, very core cool that you don't like wrestling
1: well, it shocks me to my very core that you don't like comic books. But you know I do mean, like comic do. books. No, you don't. Whenever I mean, we start talking about a comic book, we go, oh, yeah, well, the boys, I don't want to get it my, wrong. Th- so, like, I... I am Batman, or whatever the
0: fuck you No, can, no, no, or, no, no, or, no, no, no. I'll not upset no, you no, nerds, no, and your nerd no, sensibilities, no, no, whatever. No, no, that sort of stuff. But the things like The Boys I like. I enjoy Preacher. Right, I, mean, I enjoy... Mm. Look, you know me. I'm a bit edgy. I'm
1: a bit out there. Sure. Okay? Yeah. You like The Preacher and The Boys, <laughs> two of the most popular comic books in, what, the last 15, 20 years. I like actually see some Batman, old Batman ones yeah, as well. You're a real edge lord. Oh, Batman, okay. <laughs> uh, so you are underground. You go hunting around eh? <laughs> you look, I've actually got them here. Look, this one. Yeah, some people, think, some people think, you know, I've got people think I read mean, mainstream comic books, but I only read I've comic got books that comic got books too here. long... This is good. I've only read comic <laughs> books that have actually Bounce been down. turned into a series you on this? Amazon. I've not read Bouncer, actually. Is that good? Yeah, it's amazing. I've got loads here. Uh, so just, yeah, man, listen, listen. You've got a visual line now, right? I'm in the middle of Invisalign right now. And uh, Claire, listen, what I'm going to tell you now, so I, got, I had a really wonky and I still do have quite a wonky bottom row of teeth. Um, and the dentist said to me that it wasn't just a cosmetic thing. It's kind of, a, you know, an aging thing that you, 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 your, jaw, you, the, your teeth sort of cave in, if you like, and it's sort of, it's not great. So I had Invisalign. I'm going to say two things. One, it's great. It will straighten out your teeth. You'll notice a difference. Yes, it does take a little bit of time, but it is amazing, right? And if you're and 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 I wasn't particularly paranoid about my wonky teeth, but if you're paranoid about your wonky teeth, I do think you're going to notice a really big difference. And and I think it I think it will be potentially life changing for you, you know, because if you are paranoid about it, it carries itself into every aspect of your life. You start feeling paranoid, you're less confident, you might start smiling less, which gives the impression of you being a less happy person and all that kind of shit. so I would, list, I, would, I, would, I would back up, Tom, in, in you doing it. But I would say it's not completely convenient. You have to have them for a minimum of 22 hours in a day, right? And for me, with the job that I do, because well, I change mine every week, I have to change mine every week, and they, sort of, they get straighter and straighter and you approach your sort of finished product every week. And there's a bit of, it's not, I wouldn't say it's pain, it's like a bit of discomfort when you put the new one in. But the main issue is it makes me lisp. And so like when I'm doing like, um, some of them do, some of them don't. But when I'm doing presenting or comedy or whatever, it's like slightly difficult. So I have to take them out. So basically, it's taking longer for me. But the great thing about Invisalign is, or any of these things, I don't want to sort of look like we've been sponsored by Invisalign here. But the great thing about it is you can pick it up and drop it as and when. So like, for example, the last week I've been doing the weakest link and I've been doing those records all day. So I couldn't really have Invisalign in for the whole day, but I just carry on from where I left off. Do you know what I mean? So Do you wear it asleep when you sleep. Yes, you wear them through the night when you sleep. Yeah.
0: I mean that's when all the big work's done, I guess.
1: I guess yeah. People like people who
0: fix it. a tube.
1: Sure. Sure. Um so Claire, look, I hope that helps. Uh good luck. Tom's I think I'm not sure if Tom's gonna start speaking again for a while. He's still enjoying his tube analogy too much. Got a little smile on his face. <laughs> thank you, Claire. you like So sweet, just, sweet, sweet hey, just done something um, very impressive.
0: Before and after pictures would be great, yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, obviously it would take no, two years. You.
1: So Claire Claire, I hope it goes well. Do not send pictures. Thank you. Uh, good luck, Claire. Okay, next email. Uh, this is from the red squirrel. The red squirrel. Uh, hey team, red squirrel here. As always, loving the podcast. Keep up the good work. I wanted your advice on helping out as a parent at your kid's school. Wolf, I realise you don't have little wolves. Cubs. I still value cool. your view on this all the same. Pardon? That'd be called cubs, wouldn't they? Yes, they would. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you doing your own correcting now. <laughs> My kids' school is heavy on parent help and participation. We have a class rep who has to inform the other parents of upcoming events on WhatsApp, something they tried to get me to do. The PTA are forever asking us to help at events, which seems there's an endless amount of, always asked to contribute to raffles, prizes, presents. I won't bore you to what else is asked of us, but the list is endless. I didn't realise when my kids started school that I'd be signed up for a WI meeting that I didn't ask to join. Is it so bad that I just want to drop my kids off, maybe speak to a couple of people on the level and get out of there? Whether I do have a sense of guilt that I don't do enough, even though it's really not me or something I want to get involved in. Uh, I wonder if, Al, you ever feel like you should get involved in all of your kids' things or not, and if you ever felt guilty for not doing enough. Thanks in advance, your friend, uh, the Red Squirrel. Uh, Tom Tom what do you
0: think? Well you know what Red Squirrel I think it's I think in anything it's how much you it's down to how much you want to give right The one of the only the reference points I've got is when I was a kid my mum used to like she was like one of the people who used to volunteer to do most school trips most school things my mum was always like doing uh you know anything which she put her name for and I remember as a kid and we go on a school trip my mum was quite a loud woman uh and i'd find it and like really like agonizingly embarrassing i'd always sort of think oh no like you know a, a letter would come home and and she'd uh she'd straight away go oh yeah i'm gonna do that and, and my mum works full-time so she'd take time off to do that and uh, like i say as a as a you know young boy and you know teenager i used to find that sort of up until sort of like you didn't need that anymore he's find it embarrassing and now i'm um, like my, my parents came to visit me recently and we started talking about sort of when I was a kid and we went to the science museum and, and like with the school and my mum had some funny stories about it and uh I sort of like it actually really sort of touched me that she'd spent that time doing those things and it actually it was sort of something that she'd never it was never something she did for herself she did that for me she did that for other kids she did it for you know I suppose some part of herself to have that experience but it was it was actually saying quite kind of sweet that we, we we shared and that i sort of now look back at it and think actually it was a pretty amazing thing that you know she'd take her time off from work and, and she was a nurse as i was saying she from a very very young age she was back at work and working full time then she'd take that time off and her days off and, and come and do that for me and my sister uh, that really means a lot now i, I really you know because she could have gone out with friends or done something else or just had some her time at home and and i think actually it's a really sweet thing that she did there so yeah, you know, it, it's um, yeah, it's down to the the person. I I, I think that I think sort of parents that do volunteer and, and step forward and and do that stuff for the kids. I, yeah, I, I I respect that. I think that's a pretty amazing thing. Um, and I think sometimes also that it's it's easy to sort of take the mick out of people who do do that. Organ, it's like you know we we joke about it on King Gary with the WhatsApp groups and everything. But you know, and people who run those, and yeah, you know, even. On the estate that I live on, we, we, we joke about that kind of thing. The person who runs the sort of like, you know, estate uh, Facebook or the estate WhatsApp group. But when there was a load of burglaries recently, we are all dependent on it. And and sometimes those people, uh, you know, through uh, the respect you get day in, day out, maybe isn't there, but actually there's a time when it comes forward and, and people realise just how worthwhile it is. So go forth, Red Squirrel, and, and d- just do what suits you. But remember down the line, it could be something quite important you're doing there.
1: Red squirrel. Uh, great advice from Tom there. Uh, what I would say to you, my take on this is, uh, so the Swan, uh, my wife, the Swan, has, uh, has been doing a little bit of drama bits and stuff in, 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 in our kids, in, a, in, a, in a, one of the younger kids' schools. And I haven't done very much. I did like a bingo thing for them. They're trying to do a fundraiser, so I went and like, hosted it. Um, so I have done bits and pieces. Lisa's done a lot more than I have. Um, what I would say to you is, it's totally up to you what you do, man. Like because, like what, I totally get what Tom's saying, which is that his mum went and did stuff, and it is really nice, and they've got this thing they share. But that that's easier for some people than others. What I don't, and I don't mean easier as in logistically easier. I mean sort of mentally easier. Some people feel alright about dropping in and doing that and getting involved, and other people find that kind of stuff anxiety inducing, or they don't fancy it, or they don't like the sound of it. If that's you, don't feel guilty. You don't have to do it. You absolutely don't have to do it. And you know, you can support your children in other ways. You know, obviously by doing quality time outside of school with them and stuff like that. So, what I would say, there is no right or wrong answer to this. If you want to get involved, if you want to go and do stuff, you can absolutely do that. If you don't, you don't have to, and you don't, you shouldn't feel guilty at all for not doing more. Do you know what I mean? Because we're all living, we're all, all walking our own path, we're all doing our own thing. And you know, if you start trying to set, hold yourself up against, accountable, you know, to other people, there's loads of parents at the our kids' schools that do loads of shit. And like, if you were measuring, if you decided to sort of attach your value of what you are as a parent to how much you're doing, you'd feel terrible. But there's no no good can come from that. Do what you do, and don't feel bad about it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that that would be my advice to you. If you do it, great. But if you don't. Also great. You know, do not feel any pressure to do anything. Okay? Hope that helps, Red Squirrel. I hope that helps. Peace out, Rob. That was some sweet, sweet advice, baby. I wonder if the swans put that in because she thinks I'm fucking dragging my heels up and out of the school. Do you know what? I, I, I hosted the bingo, Rob. Right? How was it? Uh, I think it was, no, it wasn't bingo. It was a quiz. I hosted the quiz at the primary school. They were raising money for whatever. One, like all of the... There's loads of parents there people from the PTA and stuff like that. They're getting quite drunk. Yeah. which is fine. Um, so, you know, they're having a social or whatever. There's quite a few of the... A couple of the mums were quite handsy, I would describe Really? Yeah. A couple of them came up to the front. This is really bad that I'm saying this, actually, because I know that there are people that are parents at, the, at this school that listen to this. But, yeah, a couple of times, like, they would come up and, like, I, I was doing photos and stuff at the end. A couple of them were quite, you know, sort of... It's something about... <laughs> something about that environment. And people had a bit to drink. They start kind of... uh, Yeah, but you know that
0: you're a DILF, right? I'm not a DILF. Mate, can I just say something? Can I just say this, right? My sister was saying, like, at my niece and nephew's school, there's a lot of talk about you being, like, hot shit. There was, like... So, you know when you did the CBeebies thing?
1: You're such a dickhead. No, I swear
0: this is true. I went went away with my sister, right? And the family, right? All went away. And my sister said, uh, oh, my God, like, you know, with Rom, like, there was... you know So, Tom Hardy did it as well, right? Mm, yeah. And it was apparently like some women turned around going, "I actually prefer wrong," and like it's sort of like, yeah, there was like you've got some sort of swag about you that.
1: Should I tell you how I know how I know that that's a sign of how unattractive I am? Is that <clears throat> is that people say things like, "Do you know what might surprise you? Do you know what? Do you know what's weird is I actually find Ramesh attractive? Do you know what would no, actually no, no, no. blow no, your
0: no, socks no no, off? no, 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 no. have got to put this into context, right? They're saying. I actually prefer Rom in front of Tom Hardy. Do you know what that is? Can I tell you what
1: that is? Accessibility.
0: Yeah, kind of. You know, like,
1: like, like. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's kind of like I reckon I'd have a shot with Romesh because look at the guys. Yeah,
0: but you're a lot it's happier Tom with Hardy Lisa. Than, I mean, I don't know. It's Carson's special on Tom's. We don't know what wearis. we don't know. What Tom, and I think R- actually, Tom is actually yeah. a decent husband, and he's very happy whenever I see him, I mean, like sort of on TV and stuff. When but, do you see him? Uh, on t- t- TV and stuff, and like TV, we've actually got right, a few yeah. friends in common, me and TH. Have you? I'd oh, say, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Listen, Tom Hardy. If you ever listen to this, and if anybody knows Tom Hardy, he he used to rap. I'm desperate to talk to him about hip hop. Please, can somebody make that happen for me? Do you want another email? Yeah. Can I? Before we carry on with this next email, I just want to ask very quickly. Yeah. Where's this, where's this jumper from, anyway? Eddie Adidas. Oh yeah, I forgot you're getting hooked up with them now. Oversized. Okay. This is from the Haggis. Okay, the Haggis. Okay. The Haggis and the Springbok. Wow. Dear Wolf, Owl and Swan, loving the podcast. So it's approaching that time of year again. Christmas is just around the corner. Joyous as the festive season is, it can also add a little bit of stress to those trying to find gifts for friends and family. I hear that, Haggis. We all have them in our lives, those people who are very difficult to buy for, but they always arrange a very thoughtful present for you, so this offer of generosity must be returned. What do you get for someone who already has everything they need and has expensive taste? In previous years... You've already bought them the overpriced hampers and the voucher for a spa treatment or a nice dinner, and now you're struggling to think what to get this year. You have those kind of issues in your lives as well, and how do you rectify this stressful situation? Additionally, we also have some family members on our Christmas list where both parties ask if there's anything we can get, get for each other to try and alleviate the stress of finding gifts for each other. And it seems like a bit of a pointless exercise, and maybe just better just to agree not to buy for each other. But it's Christmas, the pressure. I'd appreciate your thoughts on these issues in the hope your advice can make Christmas. Slightly less stressful. I always think a wacky gift is quite cool. Like what?
0: We're saying a little bit different or sort of saying... This. Well, just while we're, while we're talking about this
1: now, it, it seems opportune time to, for me to say, please don't get me anything this year. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no, you know, like a basketball like ring thing for the toilet or like so when you're sitting on the toilet, you can throw oh hoops.
1: God. Oh, my God. You're joking, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> or a poo book for the toilet. Um... You know, oh. some wacky slippers. I don't know. Look, the truth of the matter is, sometimes I think when it comes to gifts, right, like you say, oh, yeah, expensive handbags, expensive meals out. There's a common denominator there. You're thinking that money buys incredible gifts.
1: That, Very good point. You know, Very good But point. actually,
0: sometimes, like, I think you've got a David Brent the shit out of a Christmas present. There's a moment in the office where David Brent turns around and um, he to. <laughs> He says, I I don't do what he does for any sort of adulation or, or whatever. And he said, I'll just do it. So one day I'm walking down the street and someone sees me and goes, oh, look, there's David Brent. I must remember to thank him, right? It sparked something. And I think in a in a funny gift that you might even only just, you know, you, you might get a little kick out of every time you, you, you know, your lowest ebb. One day you're in the toilet and you're a bit constipated, a bit bunged up and you go, oh, shit, Tom Davis got me that basketball hoop. I can sit and play that. And next thing you know, yeah, you know, your your bowels are running free. Yeah. You know? Or you've
1: got some sort of deep vein thrombosis because you sat on the toilet for such
0: a long time. <laughs> right. Or yeah, I don't know. You 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 get something for the family, like a board game for the family. If it's a family you're dealing with, what I'm saying is, get something that inspires something more than just uh, you know. Because I actually think that when you're buying expensive stuff as well, and you're buying very like these gifts, I actually there's a lot of anxiety that comes with those gifts. On like I've been brought, you know, we've been brought tickets before and meals before. I always feel that then you're sort of like, you feel like a real sort of pressure to go and really enjoy yourself and make it a unique and eventful night that you're going to remember forever. Mm. And seldom does that happen. You sort of actually, I think those nights are better when they're unplanned and they sort of happen in the spare of the moment. I think, yeah, I think always try and do something by a gift that people are going to remember the person who brought it by. Like Romish brought me a pair of trainers. Every time I put them on, I just think about his smiling face and his trembling fingers as he handed them over to me. Yeah, what a sweet gesture that was. You know, the gift maketh the man, or the woman, or the person. Hold dear the gift, not the sentiment. Or no, hold, hold dear the sentiment, not the gift. Oh, fucking
1: hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, Haggis in the Springbok, I, so, uh, despite these sort of convoluted and uh, arguably sort of waste of time response that Tom gave I actually agree with his advice it's uh you know it's a sentiment and also you know you sort of talk about a spa day or whatever or a nice dinner it was, I do like the idea of an experience do you know what I mean like giving someone a nice experience so they'll, they'll be on that evening or doing that thing or having a nice dinner they'll be thinking oh what a nice thing it was that you did so I don't think it's that bad do you know what
0: maybe that's what I could get you in the swan like one of
1: those red letter days we don't want we don't want anything thank you <laughs> no, that'd be um, nice in red letter um, days no, no, no. We're, yeah, but we're fine, thank you. I'm just saying we're fine. Yeah, but don't, don't worry about spending loads of money, do you know what I mean? The, the, the one thing I do sort of think is, um, try and find out what... Like, I know this sounds... I know people think this is really unromantic and unpresently, but I do think it's good to just find out what somebody actually fucking wants. Yeah. Because I've just moved house recently, as we know, and like there's loads of stuff that I've been bought that I didn't ask... Oh, this sounds very ungrateful. You didn't ask for... And so you sort of, it doesn't really have a function in your life, but you don't want to throw it away because it's a present, right? Yeah. So it's just sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like just sort of stuff that isn't bad. Like I could see why the person bought it for you, but you're never really going to use it, but you don't want to chuck it away. I mean, maybe I should give it away.
0: Yeah, what about this? Is one for, uh, for you. This could be a cool one because I was guessing you've probably got about four or five different toilets in your house, right? Go on. You could have one like uh, with a sign on the door saying, Romy's
1: office. Or the King's Room. Yes. Yeah, that would that be yes, the sort yes. of thing you'd want? Yeah, and we don't want anything this year, thank you. Uh, okay, yeah. hope that helps Springbok and the Haggis. What about a sign for your toilet saying the Quiet Carriage? We don't need
0: anything to <laughs> this year, thank
1: you.
0: <laughs> I'm literally, <laughs> what is that? What's that shot that you get in every shopping centre? It's like the man Zone or something like that. Oh yeah. We don't need anything, man. Is it? <laughs> no, I'm gonna go down there. I'm gonna drop a couple of quid and bring it all around your house in a little yeah. minivan. Do you know
1: what? Don't do that, because I'll get I'm gonna get you something then. All right. And you ain't gonna like it.
0: I'll buy you like a little sort of helicopter that you can have your pint on and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: What's happened? What just happened there? Because I know that you know it's called helicopter. Right. But you've called it helicopter. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. So, I've what got, has, happen- a lot has times happened? Sometimes I then? get excited and my tongue gets too big for my mouth. Oh, yeah. I see. Right, okay. Like Jamie Oliver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just like Jamie Oliver, my tongue brother. Tom, it's about that time, my G. Hit it. Gone, Tom. Take us out, my G.
0: Yo, ambition. Sometimes in some cultures, in some sentences, ambition seems to be a filthy word that you, know, you feel bad about saying. But ambition can be silent and quiet and something that drives you on from day to day, from moment to moment. I want you to kick back, relax. I want you to think about the lowly caterpillar. The caterpillar is at the lowest of all of the ebbs for any kind of insect. And for the most part, he'll be looking up his whole life. Up at bees, up at moths. Up at wasps and flies, all just whizzing around, and he'll look at ants with all their mates just fly- flopping about having a great time, right? And then one day, when he thinks actually shit's caught up with him, and old father time has come to sort of drag him back to sort of send him back, you know, whatever, right? He is thrust into a cocoon where he's like, oh, fucking hell, my life couldn't got any worse. All I ever wanted to do was be something. And then. From nowhere, he becomes a gentle butterfly, the most beautiful of all of the species on God's green earth, the most gracious of all of them. (laughs) As he floats around, he thinks, I was quiet in my ambitions and my dreams, and yet, look at me now, flying. And he only lived for a day, because that's all the butterflies live for. But my God, what a day it was, and what a flight he (laughs) saw. So, in your ambition, remember, be like the caterpillar quiet, yet ambitious.
1: <laughs> That's what people always say about caterpillars, isn't it? How ambitious they are. <laughs> Whatever people describe it as that. Describing caterpillars, yeah, eh? yeah, they yeah, always yeah. first go-to thing is their fierce <laughs> ambition.
0: You know, what I always think about caterpillars; they never rest <laughs> on their laurels.
1: <laughs> um, all right, Tomo, thank you so much. For you. It's been lovely speaking to you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, guys. We will see you on the next episode. Take care, guys. Much love. Much love. Peace out, my guys. Keep it real. Sweet things.